If you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, if we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give us a five-star review on this podcast. Leave us a comment if you like, but that helps our viewership ranking. Peace. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armor All, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. Armor All. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my goofy and lovely wife, Shira. <laughs> I can't even say my name, Shira. Y'all missed it. Before I turn uh, these mics on, Shira called herself rapping. I was trying and my boy, best. Boy, was it bad. Shire, remember you told me, uh, before we get started, remember you told me you used to want to be a rapper? <laughs> yes. You know, when Lauren Hill came out with the miseducation of Lauren Hill, you know, there were times when she would rap and I knew the lyrics and I thought that, you know, you maybe you, I could you too. You had some bars, huh? <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad you outgrew that one. Uh, but Shire, how you doing though, uh, other than that? How you doing today? I'm doing well. You know, we're recording in the evening and, yeah. you know, usually we like to record, you know, when the sun is out, right. but, but it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's good to just be on here and be able to sit down with you and kind of, you know, enjoy the whole day and not break it up. And then, and then end the day with this, you know, this is yes. wonderful, you know, well, Shire, let's, let's talk about it because, um, on my quick casts and you make, you guys may hear the kids in the background. Excuse us if you do. But on my quick cast earlier this week, Shire, you know, and in general, I'm talking about the recession, right? And one thing that I said was, it's podcasts like this and others that you, the listener may may listen to that talk about financial literacy. None of us has really created content and podcasted and, and brought you this type of content during a bad market. Yes. None of us has done that because this is a fairly new movement, right? And so I'm interested to see, you know, what the landscape is going to look like when, you know, there's uh, 
the fads like we're going to talk about today are, are less likely to to be successful the financial fads the the hacks and the the different financial tricks and uh, you know just hacks in general that 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 were taught during it during a good market you know those, those things aren't really going to be preached and they're not going to work at the same level during a down market when you should be getting back to basics right and so we're going to talk a little bit about some of those fads today Shire. i love that you brought this topic up uh we're going to be talking about financial fads that we foresee will not work or that, that will wear off going into the end of 2022 and into 2023 yes i am definitely that, yeah sorry i'm definitely excited about this topic and i know that we've had fun like brainstorming some of the what we're calling to be fads the things that were in style that are kind of making their way out of style yeah and And this happens right shire did this happens right you look at fashion you know uh, baggy jeans you know that i was baggy baggy mcgee you know i had my 5x white t-shirts you know, when I kind of when I met you <laughs> yeah. and now, you know, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for an extra medium T-shirt now. I want them a little tighter. I want my jeans to fit a little tighter. So things go in and out of style. But, yeah, you're right. Shai. We're going to talk about some of those uh, things that are we foresee going out of style in the financial community. Yes. And so the first one is hashtag van life. Yeah. Talk about this one. Shai. This was interesting. And I don't know how many of our listeners fell into this uh what i'm calling a fad mm-hmm. um but it became really popular and you know that you would see shorts you would see yes. tiktoks of people living in their van and showing like a day in a life right and in a way um kind of glorified that lifestyle yeah. like it was a way to escape high cost of living um, to not have to like pay rent, to be mobile. Yes. And now there are people who were engaged in that lifestyle that are really coming out saying it's not all it's cracked up to be. Mm. And so there was an article that posted, I think that this particular story is on several different websites, um, but I just pulled it off of Yahoo Finance and it's titled uh, Van Life is Just Glorified Homelessness. <laughs> Says a 13 year old woman who tried the nomadic lifestyle and ended up broke. Wait, Shire, 13 year old woman or how old was she? Oh, Lord. Did I say 13? You said 13 year old woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. Yeah. She's a 33 year old okay, woman. Okay, I'm with you, I I'm apologize. With you. So. A 33-year-old woman who tried the nomadic lifestyle and ended up broke, Mm. right? The total opposite of why people go into this lifestyle. Yeah. Um, So some of the things that she talks about, um, there's a quote of her saying that, you know, she felt like she was the only person in the world living alone Mm. um, in her car. Um, And she also talked about how before she in embarked on this uh van life journey how all of her uh videos and tiktok uh her her algorithm her algorithm the things that were for you (laughs) was just littered with van life and it really uh seeing that 
kind of convinced her wow. to go on that journey. And so um, the article goes on to say she finally took the plunge after receiving a notice um, a year ago that mm-hmm. the rent on her one bedroom apartment was increasing. So she used her savings to buy a non-converted van for five thousand. Uh, but soon, the re- the reality of van life, uh, she found that it wasn't all that sunny. And mm. she did begin documenting her lifestyle on TikTok. I was um, going to say, I know the content creation was, was was a package deal to that, too. Right. I'm going to go on the road, I'm going to live in the van, and I'm going to film it. But go ahead, keep going. Yes, yeah, so that was definitely a part of that. Um, but the article goes on to note that gas was high. Mm-hmm. It was lonely on the road mm. and the van often needed repairs. And she said that it, it all put her on edge. Mm. And she said uh, van life is harder than what it seems like in videos. Mm. Um, she says that it's harder than I would have thought, honestly. Dude, you, there's got to be some anxiety attached to it. You're pretty much living homeless. I mean, yeah, you, you're living, you living I mean, you're homeless, and there's no, there's no it's, way. Well, you're living in your van. In your van, your van is your home. I, I, to me, Shire, you know what always scares me is just even with going on long trips in a car, and you get tired, and they're like, if you're tired, uh, you know, you should get, pull over and go to get some sleep. That is the most unpeaceful car sleep. Is the most unpeaceful sleep there mm-hmm. is because you're wondering. You hear things, stories about Michael Jordan's dad pulling over and going to sleep. You hear these stories of people getting snatched out their car and carjacking. I can't sleep on in the car on peacefully. I just can't do it. I feel like mm-hmm. somebody's going to come up and crack my window and snatch me up out of here or do something. So imagine living like that. Like, no. Yeah, but a lot of people do. No. You know, she was in a, a van. You know, it was 5000 mm-hmm. So she probably had to put some money into it to get yeah. it up to par and yeah security safety mm-hmm. feeling alone um and then the thing that stood out to me was that she went broke <laughs> like you know and so the article talks about how um how she would have to like eat junk food or like buying food from gas stations mm-hmm. um and depending on your van you know you might not be set up to have you know long-term storage of food right right and so the quality of food that she was having to eat it just wasn't I mean, wasn't very fun um she said finding restrooms was difficult I was say bathing where are you bathing at like, taking showers was difficult some people have a gym membership but it sounds like she was on the road and so that might not have, have applied to her hmm. she said that when the weather became ex- too extreme she didn't feel safe mm-hmm. and sometimes she would rent an airbnb now we all know how expensive airbnb <laughs> get you can an be. apartment and stop playing i mean so it, it just it, it just shows how you know when a person is an influencer that means that they are doing things to influence the way that others live their lives mm-hmm. and so how the story goes is that she kept seeing these videos mm-hmm. And she thought, wow, maybe I can I can do this, too. And I feel a, a lot of people were doing that. I mm-hmm. mean, there was that story about the young lady and her boyfriend taking a road trip, hashtag van life. Mm. And it didn't turn out so well for them. Yeah. You know, you can't be in close quarters like that. No. You know, especially Ooh. if you're having a relationship issues, that's probably... Right. You know, you want to seek out a therapy mm-hmm. instead of an on-road adventure. Yeah. So, it, 
I just think that this is something that might slowly be something of the past and maybe it won't be as popular. No, I truly think so too, Sean. Now, let me ask you, do you see a, uh, a big difference between van life and the uh, the tiny house living or the camper life living? Do you think there's a, a distinct difference between those two kind of fads? Because I know like the camper life thing was like big uh, during uh, COVID where people would get RVs and kind of do that thing. Do you see a thin line between these two st- types of ways of living or are they uh, uniquely different in mm-hmm. your opinion? Well, I would say that not all not all vans are created equal, yeah, just like true. not all tiny homes are created equal. Yeah. But th- for me, there's just something maybe I'm just a little bit claustrophobic. claustrophobic. I, I just I just can't. And I think that sometimes uh, that life might work if a person is single or mm-hmm. if it's just them and their partner. But when you start to have children, a a lot of times people will do the tiny house. And the next thing you know, they're living in a regular size house because it just doesn't meet the needs of their family anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to just go here, Shia. But when it's time for some adult time and them kids is right ne- right there. How do you do that? I mean, that ain't that's not a good feeling. <laughs> I need I mean, y'all to be on the other wing of the house, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I don't <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. I have no clue. Well, it, it, I as, don't know that tiny houses if I feel I think that tiny houses will be around. Will be around. Yeah. But for this sure. whole glorified I'm just living in my car, girl. You know, I'm just gonna stop over here and just wash up. Remember <laughs> that guy that worked at Google Shire was making like six figures? And he, he bought a truck and lived on the Google, in the Google parking lot, just in the bed of his truck. That was like super popular a couple few years ago. So, yeah, I think that's definitely kind of a, a fad. Yeah, you know? but wasn't he like in San Francisco? Then, yeah, he was in I San mean, Francisco. if you living in Frisco, I would give you a little bit of empathy. But then at the same time, I'm not because yeah. you can drive to Sacramento. I mean, there are towns outside of San Francisco that are going to be a lot more affordable. So you just mm-hmm. don't want to drive. Right. It's not that you don't have the money. So if you want to live in a car, to each his own. I would never shame someone for for yeah. uh, doing hashtag van life. But yeah. what we're talking about is things that are fads, things that are popular. In this example, it clearly shows that this life was glamorized. But now we have someone coming out saying, uh, uh-uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And you're not going to get. Well, I guess you can get views on that if, on TikTok if you're like, wow, this really sucks. Yeah. You know, maybe she was exposing, um, exposing uh, the reality. Right. And you that you have so few people that are willing to do that. Yeah. So kudos to her. That. I think we're going to Yeah, we're going to touch on something similar to that a little bit later. But Shire, let's move on to the next one. Uh, before we do, though, I remember uh, Eddie Murphy on. Uh, this show with Seinfeld where they he just interviews other comedians and Eddie Murphy was saying like imagine a homeless person what they think about people who go quote camping it's like oh y'all dudes doing this for fun yeah like you just living in your car for fun mm-hmm. because you wanted to just you want you want some content meanwhile this is this I'm really out here I really do this you know yeah so I, I thought mean, that was kind of interesting yeah I, I feel <laughs> like you mentioned that that bit before and I mean there's one thing to do it because you want to do it. And yeah. then there's, it's a whole nother thing to do it because you have, you have to. to do it. Yeah. And I think that she, you know, in her situation, her rent was going up, but she did. She was gainfully employed. Yeah. It didn't say that she couldn't afford the increase. Yeah. Um, 
but to yep. each his own. Each his own. And we'll see if this uh, trend continues in yeah. 2023. Yeah, absolutely, Shire. Well, let's talk about the next one, number two, which uh, I really want to hear your, your thoughts on this. The It's kind of a combined thing. The Great Recession. No, no, no. I'm sorry, the Great Recession. <laughs> sorry, y'all. The Great Resignation. Yes. Quiet quitting and what's called uh, overemployment. So pretty much what we think is a fad that we'll see we're off is just the the overall flexibility of the overall leverage that an employee has had in the recent past when it comes to, you know what, I'm not feeling this. I'm leaving this job. I'm going to this one. Or I'm not feeling this. I'm quitting my job to film content. Or, you know what, I'm going to get two full-time remote jobs because there's just so many jobs, so little people. We think that that is something that that is going to dissipate as the recession tightens the, the the market, the job market, and people start to want to, you know, cut things to, to to help their bottom line. What do you think about that, Shire? You 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 participated in the Great Resignation. So, what are your thoughts? You think you're still going to be able to? You still you you you're still bold enough to? <laughs> yeah, to I say mean, I'm about here. That yeah, I I agree that. In 2023, I do believe that um, we'll have less folks walking away from jobs. And I participated in the great resignation. You know, I left uh, a job and I, we did a whole podcast on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't regret my decision in, in leaving. And I feel that I'm in a much better place. And I'm happy for that. Yes. Uh, but the question is, you know, as... The job market changes as interest rates increases, mm-hmm. as many companies are doing layoffs yes. and some companies, larger companies are planning layoffs. Mm-hmm. Does the great resignation still make sense in today's climate? And I would say think twice. Yeah. So there is an article on Forbes that just came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, then definitely check it out. It's called The Great Resignation. Quiet quitting right now. Is it safe to quit a job in a recession? And it, it no. might depend, right? <laughs> I, I think that maybe the answer is it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends on the industry that you're in. Depends on the type of opportunity mm-hmm. that you're seeking out or the opportunity that has been presented to you. So you would have to weigh those pros and cons as to whether you leave where you are now and take a, a, a leap. Yeah. The other thing is, is that if you're in a, a company and maybe you're anticipating layoffs, then you're going to want to be proactive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You, you will want to seek out um, other employment. Dust so, that resume off perhaps, right? Get ready. Definitely. I say always, always be ready. Yeah. And, you know, certain industries you probably need to be more, more, more ready, ready than, than others, others. Yeah. you know? And so really understanding your job, um, having an awareness of, you know, is my job going to be around? Mm-hmm. Am I likely to be impacted, you know, by a recession? And if so, making sure that your resume is on point, yeah. um, you know, have a second pair of eyes, work with a, a, a coach or a resume writer, mm-hmm you know, to, to get prepared, but the great resignation, that's what we're talking about. 
I don't know that it will continue into 2023. Yeah. The, the great resignation, the overemployment, working two jobs, full-time jobs, is it, uh, was a direct correlation to there being more jobs available than there were employees. And as, like we said earlier, as uh, the jobs begin to do layoffs and tighten, tighten up ship, um, you know, it's going to be less mobility, less flexibility there. Just to do a deep dive, Shire, from what I was researching, uh, when interest rates were low going back to 2021, uh, not only were people like us who were looking to get in the housing market getting money, getting mortgages and th- different things like that, but businesses also were borrowing money because money was so uh, cost effective. It was such low cost to borrow. You know, uh, businesses were borrowing money to uh, scale up, to increase their business, to add to their businesses and do different things like that. And uh, unlike, you know, mortgages, business uh, loans oftentimes aren't fixed. They're oftentimes very flexible. And so now these businesses are seeing that the money that they got when the interest rates were low, those interest rates are now affecting them. Right. And if their use of those funds didn't yield more business, now they're kind of like in the in, in the red. And so what they'll do oftentimes is they'll let go of employees in large in large numbers. We're seeing mm-hmm. uh, Walmart doing that. We're seeing a bunch of different companies do that. And so that's definitely going to increase it in going into 2023. And so I just think there'll be less flexibility for people to just up and up and do whatever uh job yeah and let let's uh let me take a step back so just to clarify what over employment is Mm -hmm. over employment is a little bit different than the great resignation over employment is when people work two remote full-time jobs usually with overlapping hours at the same time So scaleless, scaleless, boy. You know, so that's not something that you. I don't think that's ethical to do. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have been doing that from jump. And (laughs) but I get it though. But I think a lot of people that were doing that have been getting caught and being and being let go, being terminated. Wow. Yeah. And so, so that's a fad that didn't last very long. That's a fad. People still might be doing it, but I think as you know, jobs get slick and mm-hmm. find ways to uh, find folks out. Mm-hmm. Just the possibility of being fired is enough for some people to not want to engage in that type of behavior. So, yeah. And what happens to Shire is an employer letting go, uh, cutting, trimming the fat, so to speak. A lot of times, if you're a part of the, the individual that still stay on the job, now you're job load has increased increased so right you're not gonna be able to just be half but doing doing these jobs when your load has increased you're gonna really need to stay hyper focusing and so yeah those are all results of the recession and and and, and how it's gonna affect uh, folks going into next year so shire the next one number three the third fad that i i this is the fad that i really want to see go away and, and, and I'm going to try not to get in trouble here, Shia, so I'm going to need you to pull my coattail if I need to. But the fake guru fad. Okay, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we had a gentleman on who specializes in really calling out these people 
right? His name is JT, the pocket watcher. Shout out to JT. We had him on. And he really highlights fake guru tendencies. And, and these are people who present themselves as financial experts many times to sell you some type of product, product or service. Uh, and the product or service that they sell, they don't use to make money, right? So they'll sell you a dream or a hope or an idea. And they'll say they'll use their lifestyle to sell you this thing. But they don't do the thing, right? Their lifestyle is created by you purchasing the hope that they present to you. And I think we're getting into a phase where it's like people like JT calling that out and people are just having less disposable income to contribute to bull like that. These these get rich quick courses and schemes and, and things like that. Things that it's like are kind of trying to cheat you, you know, trying like if you if you do this, you're going to be rich. Anything that's like you can be rich in X amount of months. Come on now, like. Don't give your money to that. And I think people are starting to smarten up, Shire. And I think yes. going forward, we're going to see a lot less of those people succeeding in their fake guru tendencies. What do you think? Yes. I don't think that the fake gurus are going anywhere oh, in no, 2023. They <laughs> They're not going anywhere. However, I think that people, by and large, are smarter. Like you said, yeah. most people are not going to have the disposable income to engage in some of some of those things anyway yeah. but I think that there is there is a growing awareness yes because I feel like there's a lot of um, not a lot but there are, are some people who have dedicated their platforms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to exposing people and to just uh, bring awareness to uh, to scam so that we yeah. can be smarter and be wiser with our finances and with our financial choices Yes, Not to say that we haven't bought courses from other people because right. we, have. we have. Not to say that we don't have a course. We do. Mm-hmm. But we're speaking from uh, a place of truth, yeah. um, transparency, mm-hmm. and not out to uh, to get folks. Right. Because we go to work every day. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, um, I yes, I think that by and large, we're not falling for it. Yeah, and I think it's, it's two parts, Shire. It's... it's uh... We have to be careful because there are also people that I don't want to say only fake fake gurus are only folks that sell something that they don't do because that's one part of it, right? Okay. But there are times when a person may sell something or the idea sell the idea of something that they have done and have been successful in, but that thing was a one in a million shot, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I made money in this and now because I was able to do this miraculous thing I all of a sudden can teach anybody and their mama how to do the same thing if for the low low price of blank 97 right yeah <laughs> I think you got to be leery of those but like folks that are teaching you know something that is like not uh, what's the word I'm looking for Shy? because there's things that like require work that I think you know can be taught that are that are healthy and that that can help you in a certain area but those things that are like very obsolete like uh how to make money doing this or how to do something doing that's like that's rare that's just like not everyone can do that those well, are the things that i think people yeah. or people will be looking out for and saying you know what i don't want to give my money to just any old thing yeah but what you gonna say i think that sometimes uh 
we neglect the aspect of time mm. that when people when they achieve their success doing whatever it was it was during a certain window of time yes and you can't go back to that yes, you know sir. and a really good example is like when we purchased our our first condo mm-hmm. it was around you know 86 87,000 yeah and we paid it off you know, hence Black Mary debt free. That's right. where it came from. We had, you know, we paid off all of our consumer debt and we paid off our primary residence. Right. But that was when the market had crashed. That, that would be like me teaching you, Shire, how to get a house in California for $86,000. <laughs> Here, here's my course. I'm going to tell you how right. to do that. You can't do it now. You can't do you it now. You cannot type in Sacramento and find a house for under. 150 200,000. I mean, they don't exist anymore, right? You know what I mean? So, right, yeah, so yeah, you know, I think by and large, that and maybe it's just me being hopeful that people will right. smarten up, wisen up, and people will be more um conscientious of like uh crowdfunding, yeah, like hey. <laughs> Let's put our money together. We're gonna buy an entire town, oh, or hey, let's put our money together. We're gonna we're gonna build a school, and it's just like sorry, you taking me there. Keep your money in your pocket. <laughs> Keep your listen to Marcus right now. Keep your money in your pocket for the next season, y'all. Yes. Okay. Like this is not the time to be trying nothing, nothing crazy. Like. You want to prepare for what's to come because I don't think we really understand the magnitude. I just said on the front end, not only have con- not only have financial literacy content creators uh, and I say 99 percent of us have weren't creating content during a recession. A large portion of us weren't even a fully grown adult during the last recession. <laughs> OK, so I don't think we really understand what is potentially on the horizon. Right. This is like. Everything I'm reading is just saying 2023 is going to be really a tightening of the economy. And so you need to tighten your personal finances, too. And you ain't got fake guru money right now. No. Uh, So so just just keep your money in your pocket. And Marcus, you know, I just love how you said that, because who's going to come out and say, you know, I haven't I'm I'm an influencer and I haven't I've never been an influencer during a recession. Yeah. Nobody will say no. Yeah. And what influencer? What influencer is going to say, I'm just figuring this out and I'm just I'm just trying to create content so that I can stay afloat. Right. Who's going to say that? Nobody. Nobody's going to say that. Everybody's going to come off as an expert. They're going to come off like they know what's best for you. They're going to, you know, give you courses entitled recession proof that were created when there wasn't a recession. So, like, how do we know if it is like JT said? (laughs) I heard the pocket watcher say. That's like me saying this article of clothing is fireproof. But have you ever used it in a fire? Nah, nah. But I think it is though. Like, so yeah, we're all we're all building this ship as we go. And so you need to be leery of who you listen to, and definitely leery of who you give your money to. Yes. Keep your money in your pocket. Yes. And so that is a financial fad. I don't think people will be falling for it. Yeah. In Hopefully not, man. Twenty twenty three. I don't think people are going to be, uh, you know, but these are only predictions. These are only predictions. These are our predictions. We could right, be Shai? totally wrong. I mean, <laughs> you know, the fake gurus could continue to rise and we can, you know, mm-hmm. people could still be giving them money. People could still be quitting their jobs and living in their vans yeah. in 2023. I have no clue. We don't know. <laughs> these, are, these are just predictions yeah. of what, you know, the world 
may or may not look like. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Next year. Absolutely. Well, we hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Black Mary Defrey podcast. Uh, if you did, do us a huge, huge favor, y'all. We need to get these five star reviews up, y'all. Help us out with that. If you listen to us and you've never left a review, please do on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or whatever platform you're listening. We really appreciate it. Shire, any final thoughts? No, just thanks for hanging out with us today. Yep. All right, y'all. We're going to holler at y'all on the next episode. We out. Peace. Bye.